0: Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network. By College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. The ASU fans home away from home. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Voted Best of Las Vegas two years in a row. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award winning tequila since 2011. Whole beers and cheeseburgers, 12 Valley locations serving the finest in craft beers and handcrafted burgers. Behind the Mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. Oxypow, our chemical free line of cleaning products, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Am Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh.
1: Alright, welcome in hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be joining us live on the Podbean app, anywhere in the United States, Canada, around the world. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by Maryville University and the Maryville, Maryville Hockey Saints. Scott Strandy with you live in Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host is always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, we have a very, very, very special show for you tonight. We've got a roundtable. I invited all of our hosts from all of our podcasts to come on tonight, the uh, Thanksgiving Eve broadcast, and and we're going to talk a little bit about what we're each thankful for in our coverage of uh, the different teams that we cover, and, and uh, maybe get a little personal on some things as we go on. So first of all, Stephen Marsh, how are you? I'm doing well. We want to say Happy
2: Thanksgiving Eve to all of our listeners, and and yes, it's uh it's exciting time right now. We had the start of college basketball, which has just started up, and uh, of course we're waiting. College hockey's been going on for a couple weeks. COVID though ramping up, but we're just put that aside right now and we just look at gratitude and what.
1: What we're thankful for. So it's going to be a fun show. I'm looking forward to it. How about yourself, Scott? How are you doing down there now? Uh, I'm doing real well considering uh, all things. So, uh, Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York. How are you?
3: Um, I'm very happy to have a four day weekend. And
1: uh... <laughs> well, we're very happy to have you on tonight because we could well, you on three times this week. Listen, that's, you, you <laughs> certainly know how to drive the listeners away. That's for darn sure. <laughs> Uh, what are you trying to tell me, Derek Stevens? You are not. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, okay. I am not. <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, Zach Bondran, I believe, is joining us from somewhere between Arizona and California. Zach, how are you? Uh, ah, see, see, he's coming in and out. He's uh, he's busting it down. I can. I got a feeling can yeah can you hear me <laughs> yeah you're you're coming in and out but we no, understand you we me? understand you're headed yeah can you hear me We i can yeah, hear, I can you, hear Zach, all so. you guys yeah okay you're you're oh, good okay then so, maybe, uh, we'll, maybe we're good <laughs> we'll give it a shot because that's what we do on, on live podcasts we love doing that stuff so as i mentioned in the open guys uh this is kind of cool for me because this is the first time we've all been together um, after uh, a, you know, a, a mess of COVID and had the opportunity to to talk a little bit about what this has all been like for us. Um, Steven's going to tell us a little bit about uh, the club hockey side of it. Paul's going to uh, tell us about the NCAA side. And Zach, you're our professional hockey guy. So we'll go right down the list and, and just kind of, uh, recap just how grateful we are especially in the, uh, the COVID era that we're in the COVID year that we're in to just to be able to get back to some sort of normal with hockey and it, it's not close it's not close yet but we're trying so uh, Zach because we have you on the road let, let's start with you just in case we lose you somewhere between uh, Phoenix and LA and by the way where are you right now
4: uh, I think I just passed sore finger road and that's that means, that's no that joke. Means nothing to all of what? us. That's a legitimate what? road. <laughs> yeah, it's a real road on the the Ten West. No joke. I was I had no idea that was a thing until I saw the sign. So so how far from home are you? Oh in man. Cali. Yeah. No, it's probably four hours or so. For yeah, four and a half, give or take. So. I don't know. I thought I'd jump on here with you guys and maybe uh, uh, get rid of some of the boredom. Uh, Paul's always good for something, so I figure you know, he, he might be good with some off-the-cuff. some. Uh, see, that's, <laughs> so. see, that's funny because most people say I'm good for nothing. <laughs> well, we love you here, Paul, so, so we'll give you some credit.
3: Wow. Talk about desperation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so so we're kicking it off this way, Zach. You and I do a Monday night show called Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. We added the, yeah. uh, the team of your liking, the Colorado Avalanche and the Colorado Eagles to our coverage. But we have the Coyotes and the Roadrunners, and we've got the Vegas Golden Knights, and we got the Henderson Silver Knights. So we've got so much going on. But, but just since the podcast really got rolling uh, in April, Tell us what it's been like and uh, what you're thankful for, for having uh, the coverage area that we have. Goodness, did we lose them that quickly? Or did I just get oh, them I'm off? I'm thankful for...
5: Uh,
4: no, can you hear me?
5: Yeah, you're coming in and out, but go ahead. Okay, can you hear me now? Okay, we're trying to get this rolling. Sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, go, well, I mean, go thankful ahead. for... Uh, okay. Okay, so thankful for a lot of things, but I mean, mainly we were able to get some hockey underway. We were able to play uh, in the playoffs there for, get a Stanley Cup uh, over to Tampa Bay, so that was pretty cool. Um, I mean, the business, it, we're growing. We get to cover a lot of the Colorado teams. We added a, a whole mess of, of uh, college teams. We added two more pro teams to the coverage, which is just phenomenal and then coming up on uh, um, next weekend it sounds like we may be able to shoot some photos so uh, uh, I, I'm thankful for a lot of stuff. This year has been trying but it definitely showed me uh, what I'm made of and brought a lot more opportunities so I started the podcast so thankful for that but, uh, we can move forward and uh, like I said I'm thankful, I think I'm thankful for most of showing me uh, just what I'm made of and what we can do uh, when I really go for something and uh, just uh, all the opportunities that we've got coming on all the time. hockey
1: Yeah, very well put, Zach. Uh, I, I don't know if we'll be able to keep you on the whole time, but keep listening and jump in whenever you want. Um, I, I'm going to go over to Paul next because, Paul, uh, you get to cover the, uh, the alma mater at uh, – at ASU, but now we also added three more teams in DU, in CC, and in Air Force. And I know from the guests that we've had on, plus adding the additional Kalachaki Southwest live show, um, you're having some fun with that, aren't you?
3: I am. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's 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 always fun, uh, even if the results aren't always what we want them to be. Um, you know, your path in life takes different directions from what you expect it to. And, uh, you know, this allows me to, uh, you know, better spend some of that money we spent on college degrees. And, and uh, well, I shouldn't say better spend. But uh, the point is, uh, this is what I wanted to do growing up. In a, in, a, in a way, in, in, in some fashion, and this allows me to do it. And I get to do it with a sport that I love and a school that I love, and I never really ever uh, thought that it would be a reality. I mean, we used to think about it as people who listen to the Sunday and Tuesday night shows on a regular basis know. Uh, but um, – and on a personal level and – It uh, has given me something to focus on on a regular basis, and uh, I'll always be thankful for that uh, because it has definitely uh, made me uh, able to have a focus on something else and something else that I really, really uh, love doing. Very well said, my friend. And
1: and as you know, I keep you as busy as possible, so uh, you never get a dull moment.
3: <laughs>
1: nope. For those that don't know, Paul and I go back and forth many, many times a day starting early in the morning and we go till late at night. So uh, thank you, my friend, for, for being my co-host on two great shows. We love having you. Uh, many, many more to come. Um, Stephen Marsh, uh, you're a club hockey guy uh, located in that beautiful city of Las Vegas that I like to get to every now and then. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, your thankfulness for uh, for club hockey well as, we, as we've talked about before uh i think the, the
2: great thing about club hockey i mean yes we've got the, the nhl hockey that we do and we've got the club the ncaa hockey which is which is great but the great thing about the club hockey is the access that they lot of these teams they give us that is not is a little bit more of a as a difficult maybe with the nhl obviously you have to go through several layers and ncaa as you guys deal with more on that's the end of it but with the club hockey you just show up to the game you know the coaches they and the players they love when you talk to them and when you want to uh interview them uh they're very open they they appreciate the the coverage because they don't get a lot of coverage uh because they're a quote-unquote club sport um you know especially here at UNO. V, they have uh, so much c- competition because of with the, with the with basketball and football and you know with all the NHL stuff now going on and the Raiders taking a lot of that you, you don't get a lot of, of coverage for for the club teams and that's the case with the other teams as well I, I I like that we added in Utah and the Colorado schools the Colorado uh, Buffs Colorado University and Colorado State um, I, I think it's it's great that we have, have them in, in the mix now. It gives them a chance to be – gives them a chance to, to get some coverage from us and we get to follow them more, more closely. And as, you know, as we – UNLV and ASU and Arizona play those teams anyway, they're all in the same conference now. So uh, it's, it's great. You know, the pandemic, as we've talked about, is, is, was tough. But it was really tough for, for, the, for them, the, the, uh, the different club teams, the ACHA teams. Um, obviously the the three that we were really covering closely uh, up to you know this this past season Arizona State Arizona UNLV all were were going to to the tournament and then as got postponed of obviously and canceled um, but it's it is amazing that um, the there's a lot of great individuals on all those teams and great great coaching staffs and the teams are run very well and I and I I'm grateful for that because it really makes our job easier when these programs are run so well and they do well. I you know it's easier yeah, you know there's it's easier to talk about teams that that do well and than it is when they're not doing well. And so that helps. but even if if they weren't doing as well as they were, you know that it's always nice to get that sort of um, love from them and, and they the appreciation that they have for for what we do is great too, and I like that. Um, so I'm grateful for that, and overall, just grateful to be on this journey. We've, you brought me along to really start doing the club hockey podcast, I think, back in February when we were kind of, the regular season was winding down, and then the, the um, the obviously the tournaments were getting ready to ramp up, and it was kind of interesting during those, those spring, summer months when nothing was going on, how we were going to keep the show going, but we were able to do that. We brought on a lot of great guests, and it's been great for me to be able to learn from different people, and Continue to refine my craft and try to, to do better. I'm not sure how much better I've gotten over from from March to now, but <laughs> oh, trying-
1: <laughs> you get better. every show, my friend.
2: Well, I don't know about that, but I appreciate that. And and we just we just roll with the punches. And I and I it's this is great. I'm really excited to see the future of this project or site or company, whatever you want to call it. I guess it's a company. Where All it, of the above. <laughs> all of the above, exactly, right. And these podcasts, um, it's been it's been fun, and it's great working with all of you guys. And uh, hopefully COVID can get behind us so we can really rump into gear. But it's been nice to be able to kind of take this time, too, to have more in-depth conversations with people. You know, now as you guys have the club hockey stuff, or the NCAA stuff going on, you know, there's more – you guys are focusing more on games and action now. But, you know, as we wait on the other the NHL to start up, the AHL to start up, obviously the ACHA season – it gives us a time to, to go more in-depth with people and have conversations and not so much focus on game action, which we hope will be January or February, whenever that is. So, uh, But in the meantime, it's been great. So all that, all that. I'm grateful for all that.
3: Listen, all right. Steven, by the way, unfortunately, we are talking about inaction as much as we are talking about action because, um, you know, every day there's a – there's oh. – Changes to the schedule, cancellations, postponement, adding. Um, uh, what the heck happened? Lake Superior State's going to end up playing a couple of games this weekend, but they're not playing their team. They are originally scheduled to play. <laughs> they're going to play uh, – instead of Ferris State, they're going to play Adrian College in Michigan, uh, which is, I, I believe, a, a Division three program. Uh or even a club program. I, know they uh, have I, clubs, I think they're so the ACHA D1 team, Paul. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I mean, listen, that's better than not playing at all. Uh, Hockey East can't get their schedule down. Uh, RIT uh, and yeah. Clarkson are playing this weekend with no spectators, and I don't think that was originally scheduled. So, uh, un- <laughs> I mean, listen, it's better than what's going on in ACHA right now, but um, I would, you know... I'm just pointing it out that we're talking about as much about not playing as we are playing.
2: Now, if we were in South Dakota
3: or North Dakota
2: and we were talking talking about Jamestown and Minot State, we would have so much to talk about because they're really the only teams that are playing right now in the ACHA. (laughs) So there would be a lot to talk about. But we're not. We're we're in the southwest. We're not in the in that area. So,
3: yeah, you I take mean. whatever you can get at this point. Exactly, <laughs> right. exactly. But if you
5: consider what the Air Force coach said today during his press conference, let's do hockey. At least we're starting to move towards that. And from yeah. now on, no more cancellations. We're gonna do hockey. Yeah. Good luck with that. No, <laughs>
4: so it's gonna happen. Okay, it's so gonna I, happen. I,
5: I, I, okay.
1: I, I want to throw this out. 11 months ago, uh, Zach and Paul and I uh, were embarking on a a little adventure to California where ASU played Harvard uh, with a home series for Harvard in Anaheim. Uh, I bet that seems like an eternity ago, doesn't it? Uh, It does. It really
4: really does.
1: (laughs) Okay, so so Zach, tell us how good that was to be able to get over to – to shoot the Vegas Golden Knights and and the Anaheim uh, Ducks and and, and getting really first-class treatment. You were down on the glass and getting some great shots, but what a great memory from the year,
4: right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was was such a treat um, because not only was ASU coming to, like, my backyard to play in a two-game series with Harvard, but then we were also fortunate enough to go in and – and be at the game. And I was able to take my, my camera and be a photographer there for the team that I grew up watching with the ducks. Um, and with, and the Vegas golden Knights who we cover. And that was my first professional hockey game to shoot photographs for. So that one goes down in the history books for me. Um, by far one of the best experiences I've had three days of shooting hockey. I don't know that I could ask for, for much more than that. Um, but yeah, that was, that was such a treat and also worked out so great that that Saturday, that Saturday game, I believe it was Saturday with ASU and Harvard was the one year anniversary when I started shooting photography for ice time, hockey SW. So it kind of really came full circle, um, for me to be able to have that kind of a weekend and be that one year anniversary for when I started working with you guys um, but yeah, that, that definitely takes uh, top slot and one of my favorite memories of of golden Knights hockey, being a photographer there and then shooting ASU and Harvard. Um, just, and Steve is right. It, it, when he's, when you talk about it, it's like, wow, that was, that was only a year ago. Uh, but it seems like forever ago. So that's another thing is, is, is with all the stuff going on being able to sit back and make, wow, you know, it's, we've had all these great experiences and this has just been a year since we did this. So, um, yeah, it's that there's been a lot to come out of this year, but, um, but to go back to the call, the California trip, that was, that was so much fun. And like I said, definitely takes a, a top memory for me.
1: Well, I hate to keep, uh, keep pumping you up like this, you know that, but, uh, <laughs> that sequence that you just put out for us today, uh, of an ACHA quote unquote game, uh, at the, uh, collegiate hockey elite league at oceanside the sequence of that goalie save was uh, nothing nothing more than spectacular zach so continue doing what you do man because that is uh, a big thing i know people love it i mean i go to our facebook page and i see comments
4: and and likes and posts about it so keep up the good work on that end too thank you yeah we're gonna do. that's gonna be something we start integrating more into social is the sequence shots uh depending on how lucky I am, depending on, uh, uh will depend on, you know, when we're able to post them some, some weekends we may get lucky and we have some really great sequences and sometimes we may, uh, we may not. So, but that's something we'll be starting to kind of uh, pump more into on the social media. So I'm sure uh, if people love that one, then, um, hopefully we'll find some more, maybe some big hits or something. And the classic one on that is
1: I got a message today from uh, the goaltender in that picture, uh, Bronson Moore. And he's saying it was nice to see the whole sequence because you could finally see his eyes were open in at least one shot.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and Bronson, he's such a cool dude. If, if, uh, if anybody is, hasn't seen the specials or any of the interviews that we've done with him, you got to see it. Because okay. he is such a, a, a cool, down-to-earth guy. Uh, he offered me a sweatshirt when I was in the rink, and he's like, dude, I'm freezing. What are you doing in shorts and a shirt? Uh, and he's just such a goofball. <laughs> he is the he is the epitome of a, a quirky coolie. <laughs> he that. Yeah, with,
1: without a doubt. And and the other thing with Bronson, he's an incredibly smart kid, uh, studying to be a doctor, I believe, and, and doing very, very well in his studies there as well. So uh, congratulations to him and everybody. Uh, Paul? You and I got to dig into NCAA hockey like we do. We just had a great guest on last night's show talking about the rise of uh, NCAA hockey at ASU. And I I want, if you can, just give us a little overview of of last night. And I know how much that building means to you. I know how much the pitchfork means to you. But to hear it
3: from a guy like Ken Lind, uh, tell us about that. Well, listen, uh, you know, it's – it's one of those deals where, you know, it was a, uh, where just things just happened, like they snowballed. And, and you know, in the back of their mind, I'm sure when uh, Ken and Coach Powers sat down and said, all right, how can we force the issue? Because that's what you have to do. I mean, you, you know, you know, uh, you know like we've said many times you have to win first before you can get anybody to pay attention in terms of uh, writing a big check um, but you still have to have the right sequence of events happen you know if 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 when Justin Emerson who writes for the the Las Vegas Sun now did I get that right Steven yeah, you, I, I can tell you that. I'm yes. not Steven, but I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, I figured Steven yes, was yes, so a lot to sun. ignore me. So, yeah. Um, he <laughs> asked the question to the athletic director, Ray Anderson. Um, you know, had he asked, and I'm sure that the previous athletic director was asked, um, if the previous ath- if that was the previous athletic director, the answer would have been very, very different. And what we would be talking about right now is very, very – would be very, very different if we were talking at all, okay? Um, In an era before even the pandemic where schools were very queasy about adding sports, Ray Anderson has come to the the job saying, you know, we want to make ASU like some of these – uh, schools like Stanford has – I know they cut a few sports, but and, and that's another conversation for another day, but they still have like 60 teams, and ASU has half that. Uh, I think Ohio State has a similar number of teams, and ASU has about half that. And Ray Anderson basically is saying we want to add as many sports as we possibly can, as responsibly as we possibly can, and he's put his money where his mouth is because um, – when the tennis program was in danger, Ray Anderson wrote his own check. Now, what do you say about that? I mean,
1: that—that's—that's that's exactly the point. Um, he it, Ray made no bones about it that he wanted to build um, uh, Olympic sports, which hockey would be uh, kind of add, under that umbrella. Yeah, it's kind um, of the tweener. Yeah, it is. But uh, what he's done, and uh, we talked last night to Ken Lind, and, and it was kind of a love fest on, on Powers, uh, mostly from Ken Lind, because we couldn't get a word in edgewise. He was telling us about how uh, uh, how proud he was of Greg, but but part of that was the courage it must have taken to start an NCAA program and and take a unproven, if you will, coach at the NCAA level and coach Powers and make him the guy.
3: Yeah, well, listen, Scott. I mean, the podcasts where people take over and we don't get a word in edgewise are probably our best shows. So let's Bingo. Not complain about Bingo. It. <laughs> um,
2: and, I always say that about the Wednesday night show. The less they hear from Scott and myself, the better the show is.
3: Well, yeah, that's, that, yeah that is uh, a, a common theme on uh, four nights a week, folks. Common theme, four nights a week. Uh, except maybe for Zach. They probably want to hear a lot of Zach. But, what? Um, <laughs> uh, listen... <laughs> He's also much better looking than we all are. So that's, you know, not that you can see that on a podcast, but um, I figure he can't hear us because his signal's fading in and out on Sorefinger Finger Road. Uh, no, no, no. I passed Road. Finger Road. You're, I
4: passed it.
3: I'm not on it. I'm not turning off on that one. <laughs> um, anyway, it, it, there was an interview that, Ray Anderson did with another show and basically, you know, it it was brought up. He goes, do you want to add more sports? And he said, yeah, I do. You know, if we can figure out a way to do it, I want to add as many as we can. And, you know, the, 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 the facility that's going up might help promote that, uh, in a lot of different ways because it would take away basically the biggest expense of adding certain programs because the building's already there. Totally agree with you, my friend totally
1: agree. Okay. So let's get a Las Vegas uh, perspective on not only club hockey, but just the growth of hockey in Las Vegas. Steven, you've seen it firsthand. I've seen it quite a bit. I, I, to be honest with you, I'm not going to lie. I I saw this coming uh, the first time I met Bill Foley. I I, I knew that uh, he was a man of his word and he was a man of action, and and Murray Craven uh, can tell you that <laughs> for firsthand. But Stephen, tell us about the growth of hockey in Las Vegas, and then when you're done, we're going to take a quick break and come back. Well,
2: you know, I I think about that where we where we are now in – and it's amazing to me that that hockey has has resonated. I mean, we've we've had bouts of semi you know professional hockey here, uh, you know, at least at lower levels with the Las Vegas Thunder in the '90s of the interna- the old International Hockey League, and then we had the run of the ECHL here for eleven years with the Las Vegas Wranglers, and and both were were great and got support of this this community, uh, not to the level the Golden Knights have of course, but but they they had their their support to to be as long as they did and. And I was, I was just wondered when, when Vegas was going to get a professional team because Vegas was just continuing to, to grow, especially the period after, you know, after the recession 2008 to the last decade, so to speak, and just things were continuing. There was always a lot of talk about getting a professional team here and, and the hurdles that that presented. Of course, the big hurdle for many years was the, the, the sports betting. The professional leagues didn't really like that that aspect of it. Uh, you know, they were worried about, you know, players being involved or whatever the case may be. And, and so that was a big uh, hurdle for a long time. The commissions of these different leagues were very hesitant to, to bring a pro team to Vegas or even big events uh, to Vegas. And obviously, now, every, every league has embraced it. And of course, betting, sports betting is pretty much legal across the country. So it's it's not like it's it's really unique to Vegas anymore, so that is that aspect of it. Plus, leagues have all formed partnerships with different sports betting.
1: Uh, let let me jump in there, uh, Stephen, for one second, yeah. because uh, it it might be legal uh, around the country, but as you've seen the uh, the new Circus Sports Bar, and I'm gonna let Paul give the tagline on this because I love when he says it. But the Circus Sports Bar that came on as our uh, professional hockey uh, Southwest Weekly partner is fantastic paul what's that tagline at circa what a sports bar so big they built a resort around it <laughs> yeah I, I just love hearing that and uh, i know Derek stevens would love to hear that as well so somehow we're going to incorporate that into an ad for him but but yeah steven i i think you're right uh that the growth of it uh and the fear of that is has taken away a lot of it because of technology because people can do their sports betting right on their phones yeah,
2: that's a big part of it, and there's no question Vegas is still the the place to do it, but it's it's more accepted uh, across the uh, more accepted than than it once and so that's kind of where like we are now. And then you the Golden Knights come in, and, and of all the professional leagues, hockey is the first one that gets the crack at the NHL. Of course, a lot with Bill Foley with the with the vision and and getting uh, the season ticket drive to to go, and you know, and and right away when. They did that. The tick, you know, People already had so many deposits down for, for seats. And, of course, then the NHL getting the franchise. Of course, we had one October here, one of the most horrific days in Las Vegas. What did the Golden Knights do? They were right in the community right after that. That kind of helped uh, embrace people into hockey more. I think it would have happened anyway, but that certainly did not hurt the cause. Then, of course, going to the Stanley Cup final in your first season doesn't hurt either. And so all those things, it's just – I think all that has just really accelerated it. Of course, we've seen UNLV's growth of of hockey in the last few years, getting to move to City National and be beneficiaries of the Golden Knights themselves because they were playing between two different facilities before, you know, with the Ice Center and SoBe, and and you know they had a place, you know, they weren't really getting, you know, they were getting some people, but it wasn't to the level they are now. But now they're in one place. They have their own locker room there at City National. And it's they got a home now, uh, a dedicated home that they can play their games, and that's been great for them. And they pack the games, so unov has been a beneficiary then. And now we're seeing the more ice rinks being built out here. We have the Henderson one, which just opened. Lifeguard, of course, they got an arena going up uh, in a year or so. The Silver Knights are coming into the fray, an American Hockey League team. So now, now we have an American Hockey League, we have an NHL team. And, of course, UNLV is continuing to, to blossom. We've got so much youth hockey around here, which there's always been, but it's even more so now. More people want to play hockey here, and that's great. We've also now non-hockey related. Of course, we've got the Raiders here now. So everything it seems like everything now is this Vegas. I mean, Vegas is the spot. I mean, NCAA is bringing two of their biggest marquee events, uh, certainly in the college basketball in a few years with uh, hosting some regional final games. And of course, the Frozen Four, which I'm sure you all are already booking your tickets for that for 2026, are gonna be is gonna be here in Vegas. So that was that was unheard of even five years ago because the NCAA would never bring a thing here to championship event to Vegas because of all the the gambling and everything like that. But that's obviously not a, a concern anymore. So all of has just made Vegas almost the sports capital, which we've always been like the big. I always call. I've always heard people call it refer to Vegas as like sports event city because we've always had these big events boxing matches and all these big uh big fights and you know ufc but now it's coming the place for for you know people want to come play hockey watch hockey here the nfl when fans are allowed in the league to stay and that's going to be big and I, I i can only imagine nba will end up here probably uh, major league baseball at some point if they can work out that of course we've got AAA baseball so there's just so much sports to do you'll see the super bowl will be here we mentioned the NSA stuff uh we had the Stanley Cup Final here because the Golden Knights were in that, and that was great. You know, I I went down to the plaza at the first game just to see the excitement in the in the air for that, and 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 it was so packed. Thinking about it, COVID time now it wasn't social distancing then. I think i cringe to think of the fact that that now is we're in these COVID times. But what? before before so, before social distancing was a thing, we could all crowd shoulder to shoulder people in that in Toshiba Plaza on that for that first game uh, on that Memorial Day uh, on 2018. Uh, that was certainly exciting. Didn't get to go in the game, but went down for some of the pregame festivities, and that was certainly uh, it was certainly cool because I've grown up in Vegas. I've loved ho- I've, I've come to love hockey, and, and our professional team in their first season, our NHL team go to the Stanley Cup final. That was just uh, that was just incredible.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And when you talk about growing the game, and that's what when when we formed this company, that was our goal is to help grow the game. And I tried to figure out ways to do that, and the way that I came up with was. If we did features and we spotlighted uh, a lot of things that that maybe were not being covered, certainly in Arizona at that time, I, I had a hinkling that Vegas was going to blow up the way it did, but I wasn't certain. But I thought, you know what? We want to be on the coattails of that and then move to the forefront. I think we're headed that direction. So that remains our uh, our thing is to grow the game of hockey in the Southwest. And now we spread it out into Colorado, Utah, New Mexico, uh, even West Texas with uh, uh, some of our guests that we've had from from Texas. So lots of good things happening. Let's take a quick uh, couple-minute break here, and we'll come back and uh, talk a little bit more about this uh, roundtable Thanksgiving Eve special we have going on Club Hockey Southwest Weekly.
0: Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game and style with summer skates Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skate, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com.
4: Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com.
0: Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Barn Grill. Located in downtown Tempe at 740 South Mill Avenue, College Barn Grill is the place for the best local craft beers, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. A short walk from Sun Devil Stadium or Desert Financial Arena. Stop by for lunch or dinner, game day or any day. College Bar and Grill. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refine your prime with M-Drive.
1: All right, we're back. Club hockey southwest weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. We have a round table as I said folks, we've got all of our hosts on tonight with us, we got got uh, Zach Bondrat, who I think we may have lost somewhere along the way, uh, on his way back home to California. No, well, maybe we still have him. Do we have you, Zach? I'm,
4: I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Arizona is Arizona's my home, though. California is, is, I don't want to call it forsaken land, but... Whew, <laughs> that place is a little mess, so I've transplanted into Arizona. Okay, we'll, we'll start
1: calling you the Arizona man now. Um, but that's where there you're born raised. <laughs> uh, and raised. We still have that's Paul Hornstein yes. with us out on Long Island, New York, yeah, and uh, Stephen Marsh uh, over in Las Vegas, Nevada. So, uh, Zach, before we lose you, because I, I'm, I've been on that road, and I know that that could happen here and there, so I want to make sure we get in another
2: 2nd you. have been on
3: Sorefinger Finger Road?
1: <laughs> no, I'm not anywhere near there,
2: Paul. <laughs> okay. I think he was asking uh, Scott if he's been on Sorefinger
1: Road. Yeah. <laughs> I've oh. Oh, they, yeah, I've been. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> I've been See
3: It's a real okay. thing. Uh,
1: absolutely. Okay. I,
2: I can vouch. I just looked it up on the. I just looked it up on Google uh, Maps during the break. I, there is a Sorefinger Road.
1: Zach is not kidding. Uh, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> okay, so. So, Zach, we talked about the past. We talked about the current. Now I want to talk about the future because I know how excited you are to be able to shoot professional hockey along with with the NCAA and the club stuff that you do. But uh, with the growth and uh, fingers crossed that the NHL and AHL come back and the access that that we will start getting at least at the AHL level and then moving into the NHL, Uh, tell us about your excitement and your thankfulness for the opportunity to – to shoot professional hockey and maybe tell us the differences between shooting professional and shooting everything else.
4: Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely thankful for, for one, you've built a phenomenal relationship with the Vegas AHL team. So, uh, thankful for all the hard work that, that you and and Paul and everybody, even uh, all everybody that's put in the hard work to, to build those relationships. Um, And then, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm really excited to, to get back into it. Um, really excited to hopefully get the opportunity to shoot some of the, the former sun devils and former pioneers and tigers. And I don't know if there's any professional air force players, but that is a, that's something I'll have to look up, but all the, all the former players that we've covered in, in college to, to, to see them playing at the next level. And, uh it's i mean i'm really really excited to to just get back to it and we continue to grow and the coverage has basically doubled over over the summer with adding colorado and then the colorado area and then adding the minor league team for henderson and vegas and then uh, we know that the minor league team is going to be in palm springs for the seattle franchise so uh, i'm really excited to get to it and then I mean, the main differences for, for shooting at the pro level for anything else is uh, I think number one would be just the speed that you got to you know, take into account. Uh, you, you have to, I think it helps to know the game in any sport that you're shooting, but I think in hockey, it's, it's even more crucial because of how quick it is. Um, and then, for one, the thing that just makes it so much more fun is the cutouts in the glass. Um, you you get pictures that are unimpeded because unless the ref's butt gets in the way, which uh, that happens sometimes that happen? a little bit. <laughs> it happens a lot, yeah. As a matter of fact, we have referee remarks. I want to be in on those because I got some <laughs> remarks for them to stay off the goal line. But they're, they're just doing their job. But um, the cutouts make it make it uh, really cool. Like I said, much clearer. You're not shooting through glass. Um, and then the speed of the game. And then on top of that, it's just the, the excitement of, you know, these are the big dogs. These are the guys who, who are the best in the world at what they do and, and getting the opportunity to, to take their, their photo while doing what they love, uh, while doing what I love is doing photography and, you know, they love playing that sport. So, um, it's just so much fun. Um, I absolutely love what we do here. I love love the opportunities that I get to to have and the podcast, doing graphic design, websites, all the challenges that we have. It's just been so great. Uh, very thankful for all the opportunities and coming up on year two for for my involvement. And I, I couldn't be more grateful. And like I said, I love what we do, and um, I'm I, I have I have really high hopes. And I know Paul. Paul is the one that, that tries to keep my boots grounded, but um, I, th- I think I've got a feeling something's going to really blast off here soon and we might get some consistency. So, um, you know, i just thankful for one, my health, my family, and uh, all the opportunities I have with Ice Time Hockey Southwest.
1: Yeah, very well, uh, very well put, Zach. So uh, continue to drive safely. If we get a chance to get you back on again or you want to interact with something and you can hear us, uh, by all means, uh, feel free to jump in. Uh, Paul, back to the, uh, the NCAA side of things. Uh, we had a really good time this week, or at least I think we did, uh, listening to NCHC uh, Media Day, uh, known as one of the best conferences in college hockey. Um, just your thoughts on the future as we head into uh, – What's sure to be a, a really exciting season and different season?
3: <laughs> different? Uh, I would say that that's a good word to use. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to not look past the next day because things are changing so much. But at the same time, uh, I look very much forward to what will happen a couple of years down the line because we know that if ASU can, and can uh, show to be a solid uh, at minimum revenue neutral program that it will make other schools make the jump. Cause I can't imagine it wouldn't okay? because if you can prove this, the, the fact that you can go out and get a building done and uh, you know most schools sports are not revenue neutral at at worst in in most schools uh, e- even even the, the 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 big two so to speak football and and, and men's basketball you know they don't always come out ahead. All right. So uh, a lot of athletic departments struggle to be revenue neutral. And if you can add a sport, which the statistics show uh, in schools that have all of the programs that uh, men's hockey comes in third in revenue after football and men's basketball. And if ASU can do it without getting $100 million like Penn State did, um, you have a chance to be the pioneer that Michael Crow wants to be, that Ray Anderson wants to be. Um,
1: That Greg Powers wants to be.
3: Well, yeah, but, I mean, uh, how much did... ASU having success influence what happened about 40 miles from my house at LIU. Now it's not a West coast team. And when it comes to independent scheduling, they will have an advantage that they can bust to just about any number of, you know, two dozen or so teams, but, Uh, you're going to tell me that ASU having some success didn't influence what happened there. I mean, LAU had a women's program last year before they had a men's program and they uh, won their their conference before the season got canceled. Right. Okay. But once again, you're going to tell me that they didn't notice. Uh. That would be hard to imagine. Yeah, it would be extremely hard to imagine, and they'll never. We won't ever get anybody to admit it,
1: right? But but you can see the blueprint. I mean, you can see what they did, how they achieved what they did, and how they got to where they were going. So, yeah, I mean, I and they're
3: and they're also borrowing a little bit from uh, UNLV because they are practicing and playing uh, at the Islanders practice facility. Yep. You know, if they absolutely. were having, if they if they have home games, I mean, who the heck knows? But but that's where they're practicing, and you know, once again, you know, uh, good for my guys at the Islanders for supporting the growth of the program. absolutely. So,
1: Paul, and I hate to break your train of thought, but when I was just want to get this in there real quick and let you uh, follow up on it. The other thing that I'm really looking forward to, in addition to the building, which you and I have been on, um, I don't know, pins and needles is the right word, but we've been uh, focused on getting a building because we know what it means to the program. But equally, Paul, I'm looking forward to see where they end up in a conference because I think those talks can can ramp up right now if they haven't already. Um we see what they're doing now in the Big Ten as a guest, a team, but it's frustrating because you look at the Big Ten standings and you find that they're not even on there, yet they're playing all Big Ten teams, and you can't find where
3: ASU is on the rankings anywhere because – It's okay. You know, <laughs> I watch the games. That's all, all I care about. I get to watch the games. <laughs> uh, I hear you. Uh, do I want them to win? Yes. But uh,
1: but but listen to this. I mean, uh, I think they're as big a players to go to the Big Ten – as they are in the NCHC, if you talk to the coaches like we have uh, in the NCHC, at least uh, some of them, uh, they would love to have,
3: uh, have ASU in their program, in their conference. Yeah, I mean, of course you would. I mean, if you're the NCHC, uh, especially if you're Denver and Colorado College, you know, the two, two teams we headed, uh, oh, my Lord, we get to have a road trip where we don't have to spend six hours on a plane? We get back and forth in an hour. Yes. I'm all for that. Um, you know, we've talked at nauseam about the big 10 and, you know, how they fit in there. And those trips are not that hard either, but, you know, I mean, uh, and, you know, if they end up somewhere, not in the NCHC, you know, you have access to those two schools, Denver and Colorado college for non-league games. Uh, once again, we, we, we don't necessarily like and to and air force you know, in terms <laughs> and air force. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, we're not. We don't like necessarily like to look at things in terms of cash. But you know, hey, I mean, uh, you know that those are games that once again, quick easy trips. They save a little cash for when you want to go play BU or BC, and. Uh, you know they all go hand in hand. So, and and by the way, uh, Stephen, I I didn't get a chance to address this, um, and this is just me uh, blowing Scott off. Um, you know there are a lot of other factors it happens all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, um, that that made Las Vegas uh, work. Uh, first of all, the the Golden Knights were first. And they've been trying to get a – they were trying to get a, a major league team there forever, as you know, because you're there. Um, right, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the fact that the Golden Knights won right away didn't hurt either. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, the NHL kind of learned a little bit of its lesson, I think, uh, when they blew off Oklahoma City. Uh many years ago and the NBA ended up going in there and you can't buy a ticket. Um, Sometimes it's much better to be the big fish in a small pond. And, you know, and even though the Raiders are there now, no, that's only eight games. And honestly, you know, they, like I said, they were there second and the, and the golden Knights were first and nothing, nobody can take that away from them. And you know, as 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 UNLV made its run in the ACHA last year, weren't they still getting TV coverage?
2: Yeah, it was occasional. Yeah, occasionally. I mean, the the local so, media people would come and and come and do a story yeah, on so, them or so even with
3: even with uh, the Golden Knights and now the AHL team there. Um, you know, UNLV is still getting its share of coverage because it's still UNLV you know it's you know that, that that they're not UNLV is 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 still you know basically the heartbeat of the city um, i mean it's nobody's expecting it to be like it was in the Jerry Tarkanian basketball days but but it's not a name that that when people say oh UNLV who, who's that so you know, I, I think it I I think that as UNLV continues to build its program, they're still going to get their coverage.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. So so Stephen, on that note, he led you right into it, uh, talking about the future of of club hockey and uh, and certainly what's happening. Uh, you've seen it uh, with me over the last year or so. Um, the the competition, and we joked about it this summer. It, it was an arms race to uh, for these teams to build their rosters and compete. And we were both just chomping at the bit. We couldn't wait to see what the uh, Western side of the WCHL would present uh, with Vegas, with UNLV and, and Arizona and Arizona state. So uh, just give us a little rundown about the future of ACHA hockey. Well, it's, it's going to be really uh, exciting. Uh, I
2: want to just, Bounce off. Uh, one thing that Paul said in the pre- previous comment is, I, I it was nice that the Golden Knights had a head start. To I I I worried if if the Golden Knights and the Raiders would have both started in Vegas at the same time, you know what might have happened. But the Golden Knights had a chance to establish themselves here. Have a pretty good successful first few years. Establish themselves. Get a fan. Build a fan base. Get the team city behind them. And then, of course the Raiders have come in. They're trying to take. And they'll get their attention and everything. Obviously NFL is king, but but I, the, the the Golden Knights are still going to get the coverage, and fans are still going to go to the games, and it's going to pack, and and that's and that's good. And it actually, there's not really much of an overlap. There is a little bit in the in the fall, but when you get past January, you know, when you get to January through March, the Raiders, the football season's over with, and it's you know it's NHL season. You know, this will be the focus, so uh, that helps too. Going back now to the ACHA, yes, very very exciting, and it's going to be. Uh, I really, it, I was yeah. When I was when we when things got delayed and and the delay of the start of the season, uh, was I was pretty bummed because I, I was getting I was pretty excited because of, of all the potential these teams have and and we saw that the late last season of course going into the uh, what would have been the tournament. But but yeah, just the additions that each team has picked up. Uh, you, you know, UNLV aggressive and getting getting some good quality and. And uh, ASU doing doing the same U of U of A and and who
3: it,
2: it's going to be really fun to see <laughs> uh, see them play out on the on the ice uh, when come uh, January, which is when we hope the ACHA season starts and and it's going to be going to be very important games because there's going to be a lot at stake. There always is a lot at stake, but in this kind of a season where there's not going to be maybe as many games and you're probably going to play just within your conference. And, you know, we're still big, you know, we're still getting finalizing of what the actual format of the tournament is going to be. Uh, it's going to be, they're going to be even more important games and how much time they get to, to practice. Obviously some teams maybe have that ability more than other teams. I think how, how you're going to be able to uh, adapt to, to the COVID situation and, and be flexible and how you, have to deal with with a positive test or you have to deal with postponements or having to move games around and just and whoever i think which team can better navigate through through the COVID times uh, that we're in uh this season is going to be a huge factor and that's going to be an interesting dynamic that will be uh interesting to watch this upcoming season but certainly the play on the ice is going to be really exciting and uh can't wait for it to, to start up uh, hopefully in january oh.
1: Okay, so let me ask, and we lost Zach because he's uh, on the road, obviously, so it's just the three of us left here. But uh, to kind of put a, a bow on all this and uh, and move on uh, to the post-Thanksgiving uh, era, if you will, um, I want to ask you guys, so we all watched the the NHL playoffs and we, we have NCAA hockey going on and ACHA, we cross our fingers, it's going to start in January, but... When you look at twenty twenty, guys, uh, start with you, Paul. Is there going to be an asterisk in everything of twenty twenty, or is it just going to be a year, um, as far as championships and and seasons played, and and you know we already know about the extra year that uh, players are able to take from the NCAA? But what's your thoughts on just is there an asterisk or no?
3: Oh, I think it depends on what end you end, which way you end up. If you win, no, there's no asterisks. If you don't win, bah, it was a screwy season anyway. Let's we'll go get them next year because that's the way sports works. When you right. win, everything's great. When you don't, it's somebody else's fault.
1: Well, can I just say this? That The NCAA champions, the back-to-back champions right now, are from the University of Minnesota Duluth. You can play, I say play. that or can I just think it? You can ju- I would just think <laughs> it if I were you. <laughs> uh, Stephen you thought about that is there an asterisk on this season for anything I mean there wasn't in the Stanley Cup final nobody's saying uh, put an asterisk on that for uh, for Tampa Bay
2: yeah no I don't think I don't think so I think I certainly not for the NHL because of the they were they were so close to getting the season done when when the league was paused and the effort to get the team's going in the, in the bubble, uh, you know, there's, everybody was, was pretty healthy when the playoffs started. And everybody had a chance to kind of get back into, into shape with a, with a training camp before they headed up to the bubble. You know, you didn't have fans in the stands, but the NHL did a really good job of, of you know, making the atmosphere of the, of the games, grid with, the, with, the, with the videos and, and the music and, and, you know, the game on the ice is still the game on the ice. And, you know, that's, that was really good. And Tampa Bay was – I think it was probably one of the more harder Stanley Cups to win. So I, I certainly don't think there's an asterisk. Uh, if you look at a, a non-hockey sport that we had, baseball, one where you might look at – and there's an asterisk. Because baseball – if you look at a Major League Baseball season, it's typically 162 games. Well, they only played 60 regular season games. And they expanded the postseason a little bit, so that gives it some more of a, a legitimacy. But, you know, some look at the Dodgers, although a lot of people predicted the Dodgers were going to be good almost the whole season. But, you know, when you play a whole 162 normal season and then you play the, the, the World Series or you get to the, you know, playoffs, it's a little bit, uh, you know, teams are more worn out. But because you only played a short amount of games, it was more competitive. I don't know. it is more competitive. Some, some will say that baseball – was an asterisk. Some will say it's not. I, I'm not sure. But, but for the hockey side of things, and if we get to 2021, because it's still going to be some lingerings in the next season, obviously with, oh, with what we're going to see. But I, 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 it's going to
3: take a couple of years that for they were everybody in- to get back to their normal schedule.
1: Yeah, I, let me let me throw this out yeah. there, and you guys tell me if you agree. But we'll wrap it up on, on this note. But I, I agree with you guys on the NC on the. Uh, National Hockey League, I think they were so close to getting their regular season done. They did the bubble situation right. They competed hard. They provided us with entertainment. No asterisk as far as I'm concerned on that. NCAA and ACHA, uh, I have a little different viewpoint on because nobody should have to play 28 straight games on the road like the Arizona State Sun Devils are. And some of the teams are playing, some aren't. I don't know how you can get a fair representation based on what you're seeing right now uh, with COVID cancellations and postponements. It is what and, it is. Yeah, it I just know. is
3: it, what it is. I mean, I, I agree. If we're gonna we're gonna sit here and we're gonna start parsing words and parsing, uh, it just it is what it is. Well, and, and but, nobody's happy about it, and we just have to. You I, and, and I say this because I look at everything like a coach. And the fact is, uh, what's going on tomorrow? I can't worry about <laughs> what people are going to say in May of 2021 or April of 2021. Let me get through November 25th or 26th of 2020 before I worry about May of 2021. And, okay, fair and, enough. And, and not that you are surprised by this, Scott, because no. I know you're not. A uh, lot. And you know, it just—I—I can't worry about asterisks. I can't worry about, I can't worry about um, you know, how is it going to look if, uh, it, it, how if, if if with teams being in and teams not playing and. Just get me get me through the, the next day's games and, and let's worry about that when that happens. All right, fair enough. Let me just
2: um, can just add this? Can I just add this real quick? It's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a year and it's gonna be a, a seasons that you won't forget because you when you look at when you look at the videos of these these seasons when you look at the NHL and you know you see championship videos you you see how a team wins a championship in a normal season. You know, you're, you're, you're the travel, and you, and you see stadiums packed, you see the roar, and, and you're going to see a lot of empty stands. You're going to see a lot of cardboard cutouts. You're going to see a lot of, uh, you know, you're going to see players in one spot. And everyone's going to remember that that's 2020. Sports in 2020 was way different than we've seen sports before. So it's going to be memorable. People aren't going to forget that those championships occurred when they did. But I think it's still – the, the thrill of winning a championship shouldn't be uh, understated because it's very difficult to do. And, and it's, and it's something that teams should, all, that everybody should be celebrating. The fact that the NHL got to, to finish the season and did it is amazing. The fact that major league baseball got through the way that they did it, it was amazing. The NBA, same thing. You know what we're seeing at the NFL. Now that we're seeing in the fall is this wave picks up with COVID and Now we're starting to see seasons start up in the COVID era as we're in this second wave or or this big first wave. I don't know if you want to look at it, but this is where it's going to get really interesting and see how sports now for the next five or six months can navigate. We're waiting to see what the NHL is going to plan and how they're going to do this season. I mean, the NHL last season started normally, finished in a unique way. But this NHL season, this whole NHL season – is going to be very unique in some way, whatever it ends up being. And same with the NCAA hockey. ACHA is going to be different than when what we're normal. So this, 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 these seasons coming up that we're seeing starting up, or when that starts, is going to be very interesting. It, cause we, so it was tail ends of seasons in hockey that were set ending or had to be paused and, and had to figure out a way to resume. But now as we're starting to see how they want to get a new season in, how they're going to do it going forward for these next few months before we can get covid under control hopefully vaccines and more normalcy and we can get 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 in arenas or or certainly in college facilities. So it let's this next few few months are going to be very very fascinating as, as as we're seeing sports try to start up and navigate through covid
1: times. All right, I want to thank everybody for uh, for listening. Thank you guys for uh for for helping out in the round table. I think it's always fun, especially on the eve of Thanksgiving, uh, to, to be thankful for for all that we have. And, and, Paul, I like your idea of taking it one day at a time because that's truly the way we have to do it. And Stephen, I love your optimism. And uh, when Zach was on with us, obviously he is the king of optimism. There is nobody more optimistic in the world than Zach. Uh, and it, it, he he almost wills things into existence, so we appreciate that. I, I know you guys all uh, will join me with this and in, in thanking our executive producer and the great job that Terry does for us, uh, putting this all together. Uh, celebrated a birthday yesterday, and and then continues to work on and does all the things that we need. Uh, uh, if you would see her behind the computer editing all the video that we give her, um, and we're not even playing games yet, uh, it, it's a pretty truly thing. So. Uh, I'm thankful for all you guys. I'm thankful for all of our teams and our coaches and the respect that we're getting. Um, I think the sky's the limit. I know we've got hurdles. I know we've had hurdles, but, uh, but guys, thanks for being a part of this. Thanks for being a part of the company and thanks for helping us continue to grow the game of hockey and grow this business the way we want to do it.
3: Well, uh, I appreciate the the support. And I, I want to thank Terry as well. And, 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 I'm going to throw this in there because you you kind of stole my thunder a little bit with thanking Terry. Um, I also uh, just want to mention uh, a couple of people here. Besides the fact I'm not going to go into names of some of the friends that I've made because of this website uh, and some other things. And I'm grateful for them. Uh, But some friends I already had. There are a couple of voices you hear occasionally on these podcasts. And I would be remiss if I didn't thank my friends Leah and Tony for doing some of the production for us and doing some of the ads and billboards and and, and things like that. And uh, they don't have to do it, and they do it because they want to. And, you know, we don't ever mention their names. uh, But, uh, you know, I would be remiss on Thanksgiving Eve if I didn't shout them out once, at least once. Very,
1: very well done, Paul. And that—that's my bad to to forget uh, Leah and Tony because I certainly don't forget their work. I listen to it every single show, and we certainly appreciate their hard work. We wish them a safe and healthy and happy Thanksgiving as we get through this COVID. Um, like I said, there's just so many things. I'm so happy and thankful for our partners as they come on, and hopefully, we're going to continue to grow. Uh, more, I've got a special thing coming up uh, this weekend that I'm going to throw out there. Not until tomorrow, but uh, when I throw it out there, it's uh, it's something that I hope uh, sparks something every year from us in Thanksgiving. And guys, uh, we went a little long, but I expected it. So uh, we'll say good night with Little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Thanks for joining us. Be safe. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and uh, make sure you tell everybody that uh, that you love that you love them. Steve, we need to door. do the. Uh... Okay, closing bill, okay. Uh, I
2: was was wondering if we were doing that. Okay, Uh, Maryville University (laughs) and Maryville Saints Hockey presents Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Verizon, the 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business that America has been waiting for. Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey, come to the greater St. Louis area and get a first-class education and a first-class hockey experience. Caesars Entertainment, wherever you're bound, there is bound to be a Caesars resort across the U.S. or worldwide. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra-smooth, Arizona-owned. Go to mexicanmoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. By Oxypow, visit our full line of natural cleaning products at oxypow.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where it always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than to actually eat it. By Summer Skates, doesn't matter what season, we still like to get our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to ice com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Now, the University of Arizona. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. And by Behind the Mask, in the net, up and... Dice or Inline, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey's Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app, just ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Presented by Maryville University and Maryville Hockey is a part of the SW.com network.
1: Very well said, my friend. Have a safe and happy Thanksgiving uh, tomorrow. I will remind everybody that we do have college hockey uh, this weekend in the NCAA ranks, and Paul and I will be back for College Hockey Southwest Live, bringing down the, uh, the scores, the action, the highlights, and maybe even a guest or two. Uh, on Sunday night, 7.30. Monday night, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tuesday night, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. And, of course, every Wednesday, Stephen and I are here for you for uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, 7.30 Mountain Time. So uh, for all of my guests, thanks about, to Zach. Thanks to Paul. The, yeah.
2: Before you go, next week, when we're on, it'll be December. So it'll be – Oh, uh, yeah. We're getting close. final month of t- – the final month of 2020, <laughs> and then we'll finally be on to 2021.
1: Let's hope it's a better 2021. All right, my friend. Thanks for uh, for doing all that you do, and, uh, and we'll talk to you again next week. Sounds good, Scott. Always a pleasure. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody.